fear. Everyone knows it. Everyone has it. But how do people deal with it? We're about to find out on another episode of Check the Vibe. I'm Rob with my co-host, Raul. What's good? What's good? Hey, Marcus. What it do? Join us in discussing challenging situations and events we go through in today's society. With that being said, hit the intro. So a few years back, uh, it was, uh, I would say, I believe New Year's Day. We were in Philly. We do, we went to the Murmur's Parade, you know, big celebration and stuff. And our friend invited to invite us to his uncle's bar in the middle of the city. So we decided, yeah, that would be a great idea to go downtown. <laughs> Biggest mistake of my life because I unlocked a new fear that I didn't think I would ever experience in my life. So we go into town, uh, we're going deep into the city, and I think we got somewhere close to where he was at, and but we met up with him first. And out of the alleyway, a homeless person came up to us, and he's celebrating like everybody else in the parade and stuff. And he uh, asked us, hey, can you spot me a few dollars for, for the new year? And I was like, and you know what? We all felt charitable so y'all threw in some cash gave it to him he's like hallelujah hallelujah and without even without without expecting anything freaking his man grabbed my one friend and kissed her on the cheek and i i looked at him and i was like whoa that was wild that was wild and then just like he did with uh, the first person he grabbed the second person kissed him and like at this point, I'm already identifying this man. I'm looking up and down. I see the yellow brown teeth. And just a part of me just is. I, I, I uh, New fear was unlocked in me. And by the time he got to me, I just yelled out, no, <laughs> no, do not touch me. Now, you guys are probably thinking I'm a horrible person, but it's just like it was a fear that I never thought I would have until now. So my question to y'all is. Do you believe that most people have an irrational fear? I would say the new irrational fear is talking to people now. Mm. Because everyone everyone has some type of anxiety now, and it's grown since the last time, like the last generation, I would say. <clears throat> so, like, there's people that won't even talk to other people on the phone. There's people that won't even go out and to like the local bar because they have that fear of interaction with other people. I I would agree. I mean, I think the irrational fear that's probably at the top of everybody's list now is losing their status or like not having clout. Why why, why do you think the these things are kind of happening? Do you think like maybe the lockdown had something to do with what Raw said or do you feel like what you write on Twitter might just ruin your status of being high do you feel like there's reasons for that? People cling on to these things? And if so, is it good to have that kind of fear? I mean, in some situations, fear is obviously a good thing. Mm-hmm. But in terms of that, I feel like that happened before, I would say, the COVID happened. I feel like it's been happening since, I would say, 2010. It started to really become more and more. Because it happens when technology advances, too, because... Now there's more ways to see what you're doing. There's more ways to call you out for your past. There's more ways of everything going on because technology is evolving. What about you, Rob? Do you feel like that could be happening because what you post online or what you do out in the real world or how you interact with somebody? How does one gain that kind of fear? 
Yeah, I think it's all based on obviously, you know, you can lose it, like kind of what Raw said, you can lose it in the blink of an eye mm-hmm. nowadays just because of so much out there in terms of social media and um, you know, things you've said in the past or posted in the past that people will find. Mm-hmm. But I think more so kind of from the standpoint of if you have status, it's because you worked to get it or mm-hmm. you have some level of you know, celebrity or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that because people, that's their persona, like that is what they are, quote mm-hmm. unquote, that when they don't have that, or if they don't have that, they don't know what to do because they don't have anything else, right? Like yeah. everything's a outward facing, here's my social media, here's how perfect my life is type deal. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that, a lot of people don't have anything. Yeah. And to add on to that, there's like, more things that are happening in the world now that unlocks a lot more fear. Like people are getting more bold out here. Like yeah. what you just said, guy just randomly kissing other people. I unlocked <laughs> your fear. Like people are just being more bold <laughs> and then you got to mm. be more cautious of what's going on around you. L- let me just add on to that. Yeah. It was corn. I'm like, I'm not a germaphobe, but I don't like particularly liking anybody touching me. So Watching a homeless person that I don't know where he's been, how long he's been homeless, and how much dirt he has accumulated over the year, over the weeks or days or whatever. And seeing that, it just kind of got to me that I was like, holy, per- holy shit, I do not want this person touching me. He's thanking us, but just in the wrong manner <laughs> that I was like, I had no problem just yelling out loud in the middle of the parade no like no please what if he would have just flicked your lip <laughs> <laughs> give me a bum bum yeah you know I, at that point no i i would have to incinerate my lip i had to get it surgically moved and, <laughs> no way no way mm. that kevin heart <laughs> so wait do you guys have any irrational fears that come to mind something that just you just really just like, oh, my God, this could never happen to me. I had some, but I got over some of them. I don't know if I have any new ones because I've never been in those situations. All right. For okay. example, for one, I used to not be a good public speaker until I took public speaking class. Mm-hmm. That literally taught me how to be a better public speaker. Mm-hmm. I also had this other fear. So there was a time I would say I think it was 2011. I was in a car and someone else was driving and then it was during the winter time. And he was going around a turn and he had ice and I was in a rolling car accident. I was off a ledge. So that for the longest time, I couldn't go on roller coasters because mm. it's like the same type of. Yeah. So obviously I went on roller coasters since then. Mm. I was with you actually, but yeah. it just takes time to heal that fear or try to just go over it. Mine is like, I feel like it's super random and it used to be a thing and now it's very minuscule. I think it's more of a personality thing, but my fear used to be the fear of the unknown. Okay. So it was more of a, I wasn't sure, not like small things, but like bigger things, like life things like, oh, I don't have all the answers to how this is going to play out and it's making me nervous. Cause I don't know. Like, I'm like, I like to know and have all the, you know, permutations planned out and everything and Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen. And then, you know, kind of realize, well, that's not life. That's never going to be a thing. So you can't be 
afraid of you know um significant life events mm-hmm. happening or not yeah and having no control over them that's the toughest thing that, again and that's exactly where i was at with that home spirit. it was the unpredictability i <laughs> if i can't predict somebody it brings me to unease because you don't know what they're going through or are they able to be, be able to talk to them or are they just straight violence with it? Like, cause I honestly wouldn't know what I would do if a homeless person were to say, attack me. Like, yes, obviously I would defend myself, but it's exactly what I did not want in the first place. I would love to be in your brain as that's <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> be SpongeBob like, all over again with the files on fire. <laughs> like obviously, you will go. You go into a city. You'll see homeless people. That I have no problem with. It's the initial touch that kind of gets me to. Hey man, here's a few dollars. Buy what you buy some food or something like that. But like again, when they go in for a hug or something, like oh hold up now. I like yeah, but <laughs> not like that. Not like that. You know. But yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Rob on that when it comes to just when somebody you don't know comes up to you and they just start spewing, saying random shit and stuff, you're like, oh, what's up with this person? Like now you're starting to feel unease and a lot of like a a lot of things happen in this country. That's usually the number one thing when violence occurs, when somebody's somebody's unpredictable like that. All right, so if we had like a consensus of everyone in the world, what do you mm-hmm. think their biggest fear is? Like, what would be the number one thing? Death. Dying. Yeah. Death. Probably death. Or taxes. Whichever one gets them first. <laughs> taxes is always going to get first. always going to get You're going to get taxed to death. <laughs> you get taxing to death. I mean, shit, but, in this economy, yeah. Yeah, but... um, I feel like a low-key one is losing, like, your parents or, like, a loved one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel um, like everyone goes through that thought process at one time of, oh, what if they're not here anymore? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, is there? Because you just no way I could bring them back. There's literally nothing I could do for that. And mm-hmm. we always we always know it's it's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, I think it's that's one of those weird things to think about too. Because like you said, you know it's gonna happen, but you don't want to think about it to come up with a plan of how you would deal with it because you don't want to think about that reality being a thing yeah with with that situation i feel like everybody you you eventually have to face it it eventually will happen like how do you prepare yourself like i i think everybody will prefer their loved ones to pass away peacefully right yeah and but and but the only only problem with that is you don't know when it's going to happen whereas if they're sick I feel like you can like cope. You can get ready. Like when uh, my father was very sick, I knew he was breaking down and I kind of like already prepared myself when it actually happened. Yes. Again, still, it's still, the fear was still there that I'm like, Oh, he'll get through. He'll get through. But it helped me in a sense that I, I knew he was on his way out, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, I still had to face it. The reality that he's not immortal. He neither am I, neither is anybody else in my family. So it was a learning process, but it was a fear that I had definitely had to face at a very young age. So you can't run from it. It's always gonna it's always gonna be there. 
So how do people face those fears that you can't run away from? Like you, like we just said before, we know it's going to happen. It's, t- it's kind of tough to prepare for it because you don't want to think about it too much. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the, the scenarios. If you, let's say you hung out with your father that much mm-hmm. that you're going to miss him even more when he's gone. Mm-hmm. And if you don't hang out with him enough, you're not going to miss him like, like not that much, but you don't want that to be the case as well. So where's the line between, oh, I should hang out with this person this much. So it doesn't hurt too much or stand your ground a little bit, not think about it. And it doesn't hurt that much as the other side. It's like a different thing between me and my sister. My sister didn't had my father were having like rough terms and she didn't hang out with my father as much. I hung out with my father a lot. So when the day finally came, when he passed away, like my sister had so much regret, like, Cause she always thought he was always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think it definitely hit her a lot harder than it hit me. Even though like both loved my father the same, but like at the same time, it was like, it was like, at least I got to spend these last times with him before he moved on. My sister was doing whatever. And she even came up to me. She's like, I, I do regret not spending those times that we could have had instead of just, so she never got prepared to for when the day came and it just was it made it a whole lot worse. So you do have to face those. So I would say the first thing you said before would be more beneficial of facing your fear. You know, you got to accept what's happening. Yeah, I think it makes it tough if you put it in the lens of should you spend more time to and maybe be more sad or less sad if you spend less time but i think marcus obviously makes makes a good point that a lot of times if you go out of your way to not spend time with someone you regret it eventually like yeah you're going to be sad regardless but i think that regret of i should have done this and now i don't get the opportunity to is really tough to deal with Hmm. um especially like losing like a loved one for that fear but I also think it's a it's a bit of a mindset too, right? It's like how did I how am I perceiving them being gone? Am I oh my god, I have regret because we didn't do enough, or am I focusing on the positives and all the good things that we did do? That reminds me of the um the DC Young Fly situation that happened a couple of weeks ago where his wife died and mm. everyone's like trying to tell him how to mourn. He's like, I can't well, I could mourn, but the way I mourn is different than everyone else's because I have to celebrate the life she actually lived and not mm-hmm. mourn over she's being gone. And plus I have kids that have I have to be there for. So it's like a you have to it's more than just you mourning over the person when there's other people involved as well. So when it comes to America, right? <laughs> what like you know, when it comes to America, is do you feel like there's more fear what's outside the country or what's what's happening within the country? I would say what's in the country that for Americans, at least, because, yeah, we think about the news outside the country. But at the end of the day, like we don't care as much because it's not affecting us directly. Yeah. Now, if it's something that's affecting us directly, I, I can completely see where that would come in. But most of the stuff that happens on the outside really doesn't change my day to day stuff or the average American's day to day stuff. Like, I also like the only reason why I bring this question up because uh, every time I see somebody and they talk about inward country problems, they sometimes always just somehow like 
deviate to, oh, it's because of this, like, uh, or like say, oh, Joe Biden's weak because he's not dealing with Russia. And I'm like, what? Like, 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 is he doing what he has to do within the country first? That should be the first priority, right? Yeah. He's a president of the United States, not like, the world. But they use that fear tactic of of possible bigger threats that are happening with outside the country to make everybody else feel like, oh, we have to handle this now. I kind of feel like it used to be more so because there wasn't as much going on internally. You would only fear when something outside happened, mm-hmm. like big time. Mm-hmm. Now, like what you said, because there's so much else that goes on and you're so interconnected to the world. Mm-hmm. Every time there's something, it's like, oh, shit. Like, do we need to yeah. be afraid of that now? Like, because media hypes like, it up everything too. inside. That's what I mean. It's like, there's a lot that's said and, you know, whatnot about outside the country. When in reality, I mean, I think personally right now inside the country has probably more yeah. issues. I think. Yeah, we're at the, we're at the point where let's say uh me and mark is going to like an all-white neighborhood mm-hmm. most of the people there are going to be feared <laughs> i find that like gr- i'm like growing up i never really saw a color it was just like hey man this kid's cool i want to hang out with them and stuff but it wasn't until i got older that like and then you're like six two and you're big black or something like that like do some people have like this unnecessary fear of you <laughs> <laughs> that even though you're like a teddy bear, just friendly as hell. I guess some people, when people scowl for me, do I have like negative vibes? I'm like, oh, they're not having a good day. Best to stay out the way. But what I learn is I smile a lot. And whether, no, not, not for everything, but I smile because it makes me more approachable, you know, instead of just. Not like one of them creepy smiles, you know, like, like <laughs> but just, <Turner> smiles. <laughs> just, just like I'm having a good day and I'm going to spend nothing but positivity, like kind of things. Is it worth helping someone face their fears if it's like one of those ones where they are afraid to approach you or you just let them go because you don't know how they're going to react? Well, you don't want to live your life in fear. Like it's good to have fear, but if it's something in terms of that kind of, depending on what kind of fear it is, you should possibly like get over it or not like face it at some point, you know, you make it sound so easy. Get over no, it. no, no. Like, again, I'm still going through my own little process. <laughs> no, dude, just get over like, it. I, like another, like a second, another fear that I feel like I don't think I would ever put myself in this situation, but it could possibly happen is being on a sinking ship in the middle of the ocean. Like, especially at night i have like a respect for the ocean but i'm like damn like <laughs> if the ship the ship is sinking i'm the first one that gets a motherfucking lifeboat because we're not playing this game <laughs> like, like there's no possible way we're doing t- titanic part two like this rich poor thing that's just not happening I'm <laughs> just gonna boast your way to the front <laughs> absolutely no <laughs> But like again, I want to see where I'd be. Maybe a cruise, but again, what are the odds that cruise ship just just breaks in half and 
sinks to the bottom of the ocean. You're not jinx yourself. <laughs> yeah, <well>, shoot. <laughs> but no, but then then I would sit there and sit there and say, like, I guess this is one of those fears that I would have to face. And I'm kind of curious how I would handle it, you know? Sink or swim, bitch. <laughs> At that point. The way that you can face your fears is to, I guess, repetition of going through that same fear. Because once you go through it after a while, you're like, oh, okay. Like, I could do it now. Like, it's not that hard anymore. Like, it's mm-hmm. easier and easier every time you go through it. Because Yeah, unless whatever you fear happens, like, the first or second time you do it, and you're like, well... <laughs> Oh fuck! Now, now I'm really scared. Well, yeah. <laughs> <happens> again. <laughs> so yeah, I I just thought of another thing that people might all be fear, might fear, what? change. Definitely, definitely change. When something goes against your ideals, for some reason we are so stuck. Some people are so stuck in their ways. They're like, no, 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 no. It's this way. That's how it's always been. This is how it works. That's more in older people too. I, I do mm. notice that actually. Yeah. They just they like the way that they had it. And they don't yes. want to change it to make it better or more accessible or anything. Because there's people out there that hate computers. Like older people, because it's not the way that they were taught. So I guess essentially that's a fear for them to learn how to use new things. Like I, I don't know. It, it might like yes, it, it's a fear. It probably could be, but it just comes across when you aren't willing to change for the better, it comes across as just like ignorant in my mind. Like mm-hmm. you're just like, nope, we're not doing that. Like head in the sand. You're just like, we're not doing it. And it's like, okay, fine. Like you're obviously, you can do what you want, but are you ever going to grow? Or are you ever going to, mm-hmm. you know, learn more if you don't just try different things or at least, you know? I think I, some, some people sit there and say, it's like, why fix what's, to them, it's not broken. Yeah. And he's like, if we, what happens if we change this new way of thinking and it's horrible, but it's already too late, like, you can't go back. Like, how how they used to date in relationships, like, back in the day, is probably a hell of a lot different how we all date nowadays. And some people would say that back in the day was better, but some other people would say, oh, that was terrible. And misogynistic and shit like like nobody wants that which they would have a point too would that be a fear would that be a fear or something like that that is like they they should actually face or should there be some pushback of well i actually truly believe i'm right it's starting to sound like they just hate different options because Mm. obviously you can still do the way you do it it's just another way of doing it Mm. yeah i like that Shouldn't have a one track mind that just yeah. right. But then again, open I'm the po- open to possibilities. Again, I'm that Plan B kind of guy, so you know. <laughs> Watch we get to like forty, and we we love the way everything is now. We don't want change. <laughs> we'll just be them. I actually do truly believe that we will be in that age where I'm like, well, back in my day, like. like <laughs> It was a lot better. You you guys don't have any culture where you're from. <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna be like, okay, go yell at the clouds, grandpa. Like, yeah, cut something it out. like that. I'm already <laughs> starting to feel like I'm already getting to that age. Old old and cranky. Yeah, I'm I'm not afraid of being getting older. It was like it's just part of life. But like 
<laughs> the, the, the one when uh when one of the younger kids called me grandpa, I was like, Grandpa, <laughs> I'm not even 30 yet. Like the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> uh but it, it, like but I can definitely see I guess it's with my mindset. I'm op- I open up the possibility of change. I could always, I don't think I'm going to be the same person that I am now that I am 20 years from now because my body will change and everything. And I'll be like, oh, well, I'm, I might not go to Home Depot. I might just order it online and just let it come to me. Like, <laughs> instead of waiting. I have, I have a question. <laughs> you know how before you said, um, what do people fear more? What's outside of America or what's inside America? Mm-hmm. So what do you think people fear more? What's in the environment or what's within themselves? Themselves. Literally, like, like you get environment, you start thinking about other people. And I very, like, everybody, I feel like every single person has a little bit of selfishness to them. I don't want to die. What's the best possible way of my survivability? And then then it starts going from family and friends to like after that and then like there's everybody else. Then 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 you start talking about the environment. So do you think like things like wanting to not die or like insecurities is more important to people than what's going on in the outside world? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to say yes. Like it doesn't come like an outside problem until like your life is now threatened. Some crazy dictator said, "Yeah, I'm gonna set off these nukes." Now it's everybody's problem. Like, what? <laughs> it's just like everybody freaking problem. <laughs> it's just like, it was my problem. He was saying crazy stuff, and next thing you know, he started talking about nukes, nukes. What? <laughs> nukes. Wait, 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 hold on now. Listen, Mark is just like, well, my day is ruined now. Great. <laughs> Gotta put everything aside. Have to call to work to deal with this. <laughs> to deal with this. Because if I'm going to die anyways, why am I working? <laughs> like, you have to call out of work on a nuke attack. <laughs> like the free, that's like crazy. Dude, I, I think that's a what proper if your way. Your boss said no. <laughs> then I'm, I guess I'm fired because did you not hear what's on the news? <laughs> like, dude, can you imagine dying on, while working? Like that would fucking suck. <laughs> Like fucked up, quick, quick, like like fucked up, like thought and that came through my head when uh when World War Two was happening and we were fighting Japan and they dropped them goddamn nukes. Think about how many people were actually just working and just chilling and that fucking just happened. Like, dude, what? If I knew I was gonna fucking die, I would have been chilling at my house. Like, I guess drinking a beer or something like that. I'm like, oh, well, you would have tried to get a flight out of the place. <laughs> I don't think it would be fast enough if I Mr. just found plan out. B, you don't have a <laughs> you don't have a plan B. <laughs> not not for a nuke attack. It's just <laughs> it, it is what it is. Like and then like the say there's a say I do escape. Everybody I ever cared about just evaporated and turned to silhouettes. That's a terrible way to live. Like, oh at least I'm alive. Mm-hmm. What with who? Who do I have? <laughs> like what job do I have? I have oh nothing. God, bro, <laughs> like, <laughs> have nothing that how is that the first thing you think about what job do i have <laughs> like no like who, like who do i have what job do i have like at that point 
wouldn't that be just a wild thought process? Like I, I'd be so depressed. I like, would I even want to go on living at that point? But those, those are just like for outside fears. I definitely feel like a lot of America's fears are with inside that we fight about, like the pettiest things because people's minds can't be changed and stuck in their way. And like Rob said, just ignorance. You would you say ignorance is probably like the leading causes of fear? Either that or laziness. So say like I wanna I don't know, purchase a home or something, right? Okay. And I'm scared to make all the decisions, I'll just procrastinate. Yeah. Just not just sit back and just be lazy and not do anything. Where's the fear come in though? That I don't have to make any of this, like the decisions I have to make to get the house if I just sit back and don't do anything. <laughs> sit back chilling, like bro, I ain't doing it. <laughs> so you're saying if you've like fought against the government and just said, I'm not gonna do anything. No, 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 no. Just gonna live my life. No, no, no. I'm saying like if if I wanted to buy a house, right? Yeah. And you have to go through like the to get a loan, to mm-hmm. talk to realtors, to talk to the agents. And those dates are coming up and I just sit back because I'm, I guess, lazy and didn't do my due diligence on any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a fear of me making those big decisions. Mm. Okay. So like responsibility? Yeah. Fear I'll just me. procrastinate so I don't have to deal with uh, the responsibilities. I, I, I guarantee you pretty much every parent has that fear of like, what well, if I'm not good at what I like, like just going through the responsibility. When they have a kid, they're like, what if I'm not good at parenting? Or what if I fuck up this kid and he becomes some crazed person? I think that's, I feel like a lot of parents have that fear of, am I giving my child the best life or saying as possible or best opportunities? I guess that and like, do they spend enough time with them? Because when they're not spending time with them, what are they watching? What are they doing? Like, they don't know the ins and outs of what their kid is seeing and interacting with yeah definitely with today's world <laughs> like internet and yeah stuff. <laughs> absolutely yeah so i, I guess i guess uh i guess the old people are not too crazy when they talk about internet they're not too crazed on that but all right but a, a question off of that then so if there's so much out there right we agree that you kind of can't keep track of it mm-hmm. is it rational to fear that if it's out of your control, like you do as best you can. And then what? Yeah. I've, I've, I feel like it's rational to fear stuff like that. But people say you're paranoid until you're prepared. Right. If you are already prepared for it, then he's like, Oh, you're paranoid. You're paranoid. And, and then it happens. And you're like, well, who look who's motherfucking prepared at the end. Of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. It, like again, f- not all fear is bad. Yeah. We should fear yeah. a lion. You should fear a gorilla. You should, these are things you should fear. Now the fearless fear. people are something else you should be fearful of as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, definitely. But like, like again, like I said, when it comes to people, unpredictability. If I can't predict you, now nah, I'm on knees because I don't know what you're you're planning or what you're going through. I don't say I, I could read anybody, but I get a gist just by talking to some people what they're about. Some people you, you just like, oh shit. <laughs> um that was in left field. 
Oh, all the time. Yeah. Well, shoot. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with you that the unpredictability, if you can't tell what, I guess, someone's planning or yeah. their, what their motives are, mm-hmm. it can, it can be an easy. And that's hard to tell within like the first 30 seconds of seeing that person, because you could, I guess, dictate what they're about and then they could be completely wrong. Well, right. Because your opinion is literally your when opinion. you see them, <laughs> it's how they look. Yeah. That's your first opinion on someone, whether you want to agree with that or not. Like, so a question would being, being afraid of being heartbroken be considered kind of a normal fear? I would say if you let that fear become detrimental mm. to the point where you're not doing anything because you, whenever you're fearful of something and you let it stop you from doing something that may be a positive, that's a problem. So what would you say if somebody like went back into a relationship or like, but they're not as, how can I say, open as they were in that past relationship because they're like, I don't want them to get too close. I want them to be close to me, but. How do you face how do you face something like that? I mean, it's probably natural to feel that way, but I think it's just you can't live your life like glass half empty almost. Like mm-hmm. expecting something bad to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Just try and piece it together. Mm-hmm. And hopefully put, put down the sword and shield a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Like put <laughs> take, take a couple bricks off the wall and like peer out and like yeah. are we good? Yeah. <laughs> we good like groundhog day. No, I get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but people but people also are afraid to be vulnerable. And I, mm. I could kind of see why, because people love to take advantage of that, especially mm-hmm. when you're at your worst point. Imagine someone at their worst point and then you're you know they're vulnerable too, and it's like, oh no. Like it's yeah, detrimental to that person. Like I've been vulnerable physically before, but like emotion, definitely, I would sit there and say, hit deeper of, shoot, can I ever trust anybody while I'm down ever again, or like, or can I, or is this just a fear that I have to overcome to help me go forward in life instead of in just an obstacle? And it's hard to to ever even like i guess trust that person who took advantage of you for being vulnerable in that mm-hmm. sense but if forgiveness like part of that healing, healing process, process? Yeah. <laughs> forgiveness good i was gonna say i guess you just forgive and don't forget mm. yeah. I, was about to, I was about to say the exact same thing <laughs> like forgive. i can forgive you but i'm probably not gonna forget about it <laughs> okay fair enough so Again, uh, do you have any other examples that you guys have that fear would be good in a sense? Like situations? I was going to say, I guess in big opportunities that you get, you're obviously going to be fearful that you would fuck up or something. But at the end of the day, you're getting this opportunity to advance yourself. So Mm -hmm. that's a good fear to have. I would say fear of things that are going to probably kill you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, any wild animal that like if you get too close, good luck. Yeah, like things like that. The fear, fear is good mm-hmm. in terms of teaching lessons. I feel like, mm-hmm. like you should know things that you should be fearful of because they could harm you, but you shouldn't be fearful so much that you're, you know, worried of new opportunities or you're not going to step outside of your comfort zone because you're fearful. Yeah. So we've been jumping around a little bit with these questions, but I want to go back to that America thing. Do we, as people, as the people fear the government 
or is that just conspiracy or i feel like in a weird way we should but we don't don't like say like if we stop like you said before if we stop working there's automatic punishment if you stop working and you're not being contributed to society you could be discarded just as easily so are we really free our freedom like i guess we're free but like in the sense that if at any point you do not become addition to society, you're just okay. You're expendable. Let's let's move this guy aside or this female. I feel like that only happens if you're doing something wrong. Like if mm-hmm. you're in the if you're in the middle zone of not working and not doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. you're still fine. Like the government can't really do anything about that. I think mm-hmm. it's more of just a responsibility thing where you can do nothing, but you're kind of screwing yourself over like you're gonna have consequences either way from like a work standpoint yeah okay okay so like as long as you're not doing anything but what if you're doing something that you truly feel like you're not doing anything wrong but government wise they would say oh you're totally doing something wrong say like uh you had bought a house or something like that and say the state took it back like something happened where they foreclosed your 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 house or something like that, but you technically feel like it's still your property. You're taking something away, but at the same time, if you didn't obligate by the loan or mm. mortgage, yeah, what was the reason? Yeah. Like, like say, like you're just a little bit behind on payments, right? And you're just like, oh, I have the money now, but before you guys are so quick to bag it up and go like i feel like you did me dirty of not giving me the opportunity to prove myself well i guess there's people well that that all takes time so it's not like they're gonna take your house right away that goes mm-hmm. through like foreclosure goes through <clears throat> uh sheriff sales it goes it goes through a lot of stuff before you could close on a house mm-hmm. so there's time that you can come back and make your money to pay it off so you could go off the market okay okay so no fear of the government? No fear of the government? No. It's weird because the the way that the government set up is that we should know everything about the government because it's a corporation and they should know a little bit about us because we're personal, but it's completely well, backwards. Us. It's completely backwards. Like the government knows everything about us and we kind of don't know anything about the government. Unless you're well, I guess everybody's part of the government in a sense. We just like the workers, and then there's like the higher ups and the politicians and so on, judges, stuff like that. But the IRS has all of our information, but we don't know. I can't name you like 20 people in the government. But if they like, say there was like, say a rebellion within the country, plenty of times that has happened and stuff. Do you fear like the government could at one point just, okay, send an army, shut all that down, move on? Like, Coast Guard, whatever. Shut all that down. I mean, I think it's possible, but do I fear it per se? No. Because, like, yo, usually when 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 gun pro gun stuff happens, like, it's like, why do you guys need the guns to protect yourself? Who you protect yourself from? Um, the the other side. Who's the other side? The government. The government. Why? Why are you fearing the government? (laughs) And then it goes down this whole rabbit hole. I'm like. So and then we go back to the question, why do you need guns? <laughs> it's just like the problem is it's just so many gray areas in like mm-hmm. every single question you just asked. Mm-hmm. Cuz like you don't know, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like sure. it's not just 
black or white anymore. There's just mm-hmm. gray everywhere. Yeah. Anytime you talk about like any of that, yeah, like, yeah, 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 like like that, that was that. just an example. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like no, I mean just wholeheartedly like government and like what we know versus what we don't and etc. Like all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, it just always leads down to a bunch of questions and stuff. And I'm like, I like, I totally agree with them. I was like, why do you fear the government? And that's the ultimate question. And you just like, they can't really give you exact answer, but they just like, just know we just need the guns though. And I'm just like, I agree, but it's just like I'm not like, I, I'm not getting the full gist of why you're you're in fear of it. You know? Yeah. Because we got, I guess we got to this point where we're still alive, we're still working, we're still, I guess people have somewhat fair lives in terms of cost of living, I guess. In a way, because people, like, like example, like rent, people are afraid that rent will go up too much that they can't afford it. So they don't think they, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of fears that people don't want to leave their job because if they don't find better and what they were comfortable with was good enough so they were mm. they're afraid to advance mm. and people are scared to, to quit their nine to five to do something better but i also feel like when it comes to cost of living i feel like people when they say cost of living they're not just thinking about the necessities like i need a house you need groceries you need stuff like that some people are like oh i need that week of vacation because i just need that time to myself like yeah to feel free and i'm like well nobody told you you had to go to aruba like you could you could just have a nice vacation somewhere close by a beach or something like that but you're deciding to go the these expensive luxurious places and now you're saying cost of living is too much but at the same time i could argue like why can't they go there because it's expensive as hell yeah i get that but the experience like what if they like that was their thing to experience like what if they wanted to go experience that then you either need to upgrade your job and that pays more or you got to work harder i guess i people are rewarded the the harder the work more likely the more likely you'll be rewarded i don't think that i think the smarter you work the more you get rewarded people can work hard all their lives and be in the same exact spot because they were moving in the wrong direction Hmm. yeah i would say there's much more factors involved than just hard working that's my lesson of the day. Uh, yeah, I guess smarter. But I don't know. It depends on like, it does depend on your termination though, a little bit. I would agree to some degree, but there's timing, there's who you know, there's mm-hmm. opportunities that are available to you and not someone else. Yeah. How hard you work is definitely part of it, but kind of like what we're all said, if you're working hard, you know, in a strange way, you're not gonna, you're just spinning your wheels. Well, you like talking about selling drugs or something like that? <laughs> you grind. No. no, we're talking about all right. For example, let's say me and you are digging a hole, right? Yeah, you use a shovel, I use a shovel, and I found out I could use a fucking jackhammer. I'm gonna go get the jackhammer and do it instead of you using the shovel and going fast as you can, working harder. I just thought of a smarter way to dig a faster hole. Okay, fair enough. Now I see. All right, is there anything else you want to mention today? Stay vibing. Face your fears. Fears always fear can sometimes be a good thing. Don't let fear predict your life. Face them. Like Don't let fear dictate your life. All right, let's wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in to check the vibe. 
We obviously spoke a ton about fear, how everyone deals with it, what triggers are involved. Go subscribe to our Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. The links are in the description. This is Must See TV.